You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 190. Today, we're sharing a case study of one entrepreneur who went from charging $7 an hour to doing five-figure launches. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning into a bonus Wednesday episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. I'm your host, James Wedmore, and I'm going to keep it short, sweet, to the point. We are going to do another case study, a really cool, inspiring story. If you guys tuned in last Wednesday, episode 187, my good buddy, Jeru, shared his incredible story of his growth in five months. And we have another incredible one today from my very good friend, Aaron Ashley who's a member of the Business by Design community. And I'm really excited because she's also in a very different niche, a different space. And that is a space of helping psychics develop their intuition. It's a great niche. I love it. And she's crushing it. And I cannot wait to share her story, her journey, and her growth with you. So without further ado, let's play that tape. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to another bonus episode of the Mind Your Business podcast, where we are taking a deep dive case study, a look into another extraordinary entrepreneur and personal brand that's up to big things, doing awesome stuff out in the world, Reverend Aaron Ashley Carty. Aaron Ashley, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm I'm good. And I'm really so excited to get into your story today because I know you have not just a great story, but you have a lot of content and knowledge bombs and experience that you've accrued over the years on your growth and your path that I just know you're really going to inspire a lot of people today and help them. So let's first, I'm just going to like well, here's, the first, here's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to chat with you. I've known you for a few years now. I remember, I think calling you right when you first signed up for business by design you told me i I did i was just like welcome you're in this is awesome but one of the things why i'm excited to share your story is i think there is a belief that i would like to bust in the marketplace right now lickety split that you know the only people like doing an online business are people like teaching social media or online business. And I hear that a lot. And the the first reason why I want to just tell people why that seems that way is because you're their customer and they're really good at marketing to you. So you see them everywhere. But if you look closely, you will find awesome entrepreneurs like Aaron Ashley in every single niche imaginable. So let's start there. What What is, tell us your niche and who you serve. Yeah, I serve highly sensitive people and budding psychics. So people who are starting to realize that their intuition is speaking to them and they want to deepen it. And I have people go through my programs all the way from, holy crap, I just realized my dreams mean something, Mm. all the way to, oh, okay, this is my calling and I want to start a business that serves people using my spiritual abilities. 
And do you think maybe at the end of this episode, you could share with us like a bonus tip on how we could use our intuition more in our business? Oh, absolutely. Do you, do you feel like you use your intuition a ton in, in business? Yes. Only daily. Yeah. (laughs) Only like every second of every day. Okay. Well then that's definitely something because I want to get into today. I want to hear your story first. I know our audience does, but that might be someone we'd like to go really, you know, in a moment is, is how you incorporated the training of business by design, which offers a, you know, a lot of structure, but also a lot of freedom and where you've really infused that with who you are and what's right for you. Yeah, so that'd be awesome to, to share, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's start at the beginning. So take us where you want. What does the beginning look like for you in this story? So the beginning is very dramatic. I was 19 and I had my first official vision that I recognized as a vision. And the vision I had was of me in a hospital gown, but I looked like I was at peace. And I don't know about you, James, but I don't really associate the idea of being in the hospital with a sense of peace. That's not the emotion (laughs) I associate with hospitals. And I woke up with a start and I was actually uh, napping at a friend's place. And he just looked at me and said, you had a vision, didn't you? And I was like, yes. And I don't want to talk about it. You know, he knew, I knew what it was, even though I would go into denial for years, three months later, I ended up in the hospital and I was diagnosed with a very rare, very deadly condition in the exact same hospital gown that I saw in my vision. And the doctor told me the next day that if they had not diagnosed me that day, they only would have found out in the autopsy. Mm. Yes. And so I spent seven years, I was 19 at the time, I spent seven years basically saying, okay, that didn't really happen. My subconscious made that up somehow, you know, maybe it's a common hospital gown and I just saw it somewhere. But eventually I had enough of those experiences where I had to say, okay, no, this happened for a reason. This unfolded this way for a reason. And either I'm going to honor that or I'm going to live my entire life in denial. And so I chose to honor it and I slowly started developing my psychic abilities on purpose and developing my intuition. And then long story short, I started my business just a year or two after that. And I've been in business now for seven years. Awesome. And let me just check in there. It sounds like who you really help, like who your core audience is, are people that have gone through a similar situation, like they're denying or partly in denial of their abilities. Yes, that's exactly it. Mm -hmm. Or they realize they have them, but they don't trust themselves because society has informed us that the intuition is some type of hogwash and we can't trust ourselves and we Mm. can only trust what we can see and feel in the quote unquote real world. Wow. So just, uh, just checking in there, like having now looking, you know, hindsight's always 2020, right? Like looking back at what you went through and this condition and almost dying when you were 19. Do you just see that as like, there must be a whole new meaning that you've attached to that entire experience? Well, I knew at the time that it was divinely orchestrated, you know, as strange as it sounds to say, okay, at 19, I was, (laughs) it was fate. It was designed, it was orchestrated for me to go into the hospital and almost die. But to me, the meaning is that I would not be who I am without that diagnosis and without that transition. You know, if we just skipped over that part, 
I sincerely doubt I would have the fulfillment that I have now because it opened my eyes to who I really am and what is most important to me. And the work you do with your students, yes, you couldn't do it from the place of such a profound, deep experience and level of compassion. And, and that's why that's really what I wanted to pull out because I think that's so important. I think so many people, what's the word, like kind of like belittle or disregard the challenges and the experiences they've had. Oh, it's not that big or blah, blah, blah. Instead of honoring these and realizing that these are the things in our lives that give us the experience and the wisdom that we can now share with others in the world. And it's, it's so exciting to me when I hear someone's story, that's like, it's so aligned where it's like, you know, you wouldn't be doing anything else, right? Like you're not teaching like dog training or (laughs) fitness tips, you know, (laughs) like which, and I just, so I just love that. So like, you know, that there's a sense of, you use the word fulfillment, which I love, but like total alignment and, um, and like, this is your calling and this is what you're meant to do, which I love. Okay. So take me from there. You, you started the business. I started the business. I had no idea what I was doing. I just kind of went out on faith. And I've got to tell you, James, when I started out, like most people who are called to a spiritual profession, I had a terrible, terrible money mindset, like just Mm. awful. I could not convince myself to charge, I kid you not, more than minimum wage for my readings. Wow. And what was minimum wage for where you're located? $7. Yeah. Could you guys imagine $7 an hour for a reading from Aaron Ashley? Done. I'll do it. <laughs> yes. And a lot of people did. And I was like, yay, I'm successful. <laughs> and at the time, you know, it got me momentum. So I'm very grateful for it. Mm-hmm. And it started to dawn on me that I was going to have to increase my rates. And even charging $25 was absolutely terrifying to me wow. at the time. Mm-hmm. So... Was there a point in time as well where you're like, okay, I got to raise the prices, but I also got to scale beyond the one-to-one? Yes. Uh, it happened in 2013 and I had simultaneously, the way that the universe kind of orchestrated it for me was I was teaching people to work with their intuitions from my very first client. My very first client asked me to teach her to how to work with her intuition. And I was blown away by that because I didn't think that anyone would trust me to do that. I had no idea. So I realized I had to create a course and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to create a course. I didn't know any of that. And so what I ended up doing is I bought the cheapest microphone I could (laughs) and I didn't know how to make video at all. And so I didn't. I skipped it (laughs) and I just created an audio course and I started selling it. And so I realized that I had to do it because I was out of time, really. Like I was maxed out on the amount of people I could help with my one-on-one services, especially at the price that I was (laughs) charging, you know? And so I wanted people to be in a course because, you know, I was basically repeating myself in every, you know, group call or every individual call. And I wanted to shift that so people could hear the same thing I would tell my individual clients, but I wouldn't have to physically be there. And then I could just, you know, in my mind at the time, you know, if I made the course, then everyone would automatically see the value and then voila, 
it would sell itself. Right. I think that's a common belief, you know, if I just create it and make it really good, like everyone's just going to buy it and it's going to sell itself. I remember when I had that, you know, it's a whole, if you build it, they will come idea. Yeah. How did that work out? My husband asked me about my marketing strategy for the course and I cried. That's how that went. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What's that? (laughs) Uh huh. And so, because I just kind of, I thought at the time that if they didn't automatically buy it, that it reflected on who I was as a human being Mm. and my capabilities. And I did not recognize at the time that all that meant is that I needed to help them understand why the course was really valuable. Mm. That was the only thing it meant. But I took it to mean that there was something inherently wrong with me or that it wasn't good enough or I wasn't good enough or any of those other myriad excuses that we come up with. Right. I think that's so, so common. I hope you guys heard that, that Erin Ashley was saying she was probably, she probably became more, right? More hesitant to even sell it or talk about it because if you faced more no's or more rejection, guess what? More evidence of something's wrong with me, not good enough, et cetera. And, you know, I don't need to tell you guys that your worth and value as a human being has nothing to do with how many people do or don't buy your online program. And you're right. It only means that you can do a better job of communicating the value of why they need this. And that's where becoming a better, more effective marketer, better communicator, and a better salesperson can really come into play. So that's awesome that you realize that distinction. Yeah, yeah. So that is why I joined BBD, you Mm. know, by design, is because at that point I had two courses and a mentorship program. And I knew they would change people's lives and I didn't know how to sell them. It was that simple. Yeah. Yeah. So take us through that. Take us through that whole side. Cause what was, what were the name of the products? The impact mechanics course. I specialize in helping impacts understand the body systems and feel comfortable and confident in the world. Then the psychic mechanics program, which helps budding psychics understand their intuitive gifts, the mechanics of it, how to make it work as well as how to actually develop faith and trust in themselves. And then the mentorship was the pro psychic mechanics program, which is where I teach people exactly how to start a spiritual based business. Got it. Awesome. Okay. So take us, take us through that journey a little bit. Yeah. So I had developed all of these programs. I knew they were good. I'd get amazing testimonials every time people completed them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to say, hey, these are the right fit for you. Sign up if this resonates. You know, like I could say, this is my course. Here's a link. Buy now. Right. I could do that. (laughs) Right. You know, it wasn't very refined and I wasn't getting the uh, number of people that I knew would really benefit from these courses. And so whenever I joined Business by Design, what I really wanted was to understand how to evaluate where my systems were breaking down. Like where was my communication not landing? And where was it that I needed to re-message, 
engage with people one-on-one to understand, you know, what their deeper issues were and turn that into something where they could say, oh, I see myself in what you're describing. This is exactly me. Yes, I deserve to feel good as an empath. Or yes, I deserve to understand and honor my own intuitive knowing and then step into that with ease, but also trust in themselves and making that decision. Yeah. Got it. So what happened? And so what happened is you teach the debrief in your business by design course. Yeah. And oh my gosh, James, that is my favorite thing in the entire universe. (laughs) Because all of a sudden I realized that my biggest opportunity was the pro program because I've been teaching this whenever I joined BBD, I'd been teaching this for five years. So there were all these people that I was connected with who really were ready to step into this as a career, doing this for themselves, but they didn't know how to trust themselves in doing it. They didn't know how to honor that. And my problem was I didn't know how to message it. So I went through BBD the first time after joining that I offered it. I offered it as a mentorship. Only one person joined, right? Mm-hmm. One person joined, even though... What was, the, had, pri- what was the price point on them? It was $2,000 okay. for a group mentorship. It was supposed to be a group mentorship. Right. Uh, now it's one-on-one. <laughs> That's awesome for them, right? I know. They like, I was like, you hit the jackpot. You know, you're getting one-on-one work with Wait, me now. When that cart closed and you had just that one spot, like what was going through your mind at that point? How'd you feel? really grateful to her. That was Mm -hmm. my first emotion. And then the second one that was there concurrently was frustration because I could feel in my heart of hearts, there were people who saw this offer who were perfect for it, who it would have changed their lives if they had said yes to it, that didn't hear my message. And I did not think it was their fault, right? I knew it was mine. I knew that it was something that I wasn't doing or something that I was doing that I needed to shift. Well, this is a critical moment because everybody who goes down this path in their own niche and in their own way that Aaron Ashley is going through is going to have an inevitable disappointment. There's not a single person that has a multiple six or seven figure business that hasn't had that experience of, yeah, I tried launching, I tried promoting, I tried selling, and it was just perfect from the get-go and I never had any problems. Like everyone's had that. <laughs> the The magic is in what Erin Ashley's talking about right now, where as soon as she got one sale, she could have said, either there's something wrong with them, these people suck, they don't have the money, they don't blah, 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 or there's something wrong with me. Like, I suck, I'm not good enough, blah, blah, And that's where they go. They either blame everybody else or they blame themselves and, and, and internalize it. And instead, what Erin Ashley did, which I, which is what I'm hearing, is she said, this is what happened. People didn't see the value. They didn't get that they needed this. And I'm taking responsibility for that. I know that next time I can communicate that more effectively so they can see the value. And that's the work moving forward. I love that. And so I did the work, right? (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) That was the hard part. Yeah. Uh, And also the easy part. So it's it's simple, but it requires a lot of self-reflection. Yes, yes. When I say hard, I don't mean like with super amounts of struggle. I'm not talking about, as you say, the hustle. It was not about that. It was about looking at what was I communicating to them and what was it that they really needed to hear? Oh, so great. 
These are powerful questions that most people are not willing to ask. They're just saying, why can't they get this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I could ask that, but it wouldn't get me the results that I want. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Or rather, to be completely honest, there were times when I asked that, but I knew it was an irrelevant question that didn't help. And so I table it. It's like, okay, irrelevant. We're going to move on to a helpful question. Good. Good. And so during the debrief, I realized that I could shift how I offered the course. Instead of it being a small group mentorship that had a higher price tag, I could change it into a mostly automated course, Mm -hmm. right? And I could deepen it. And so because people were getting stuck on the same things, even when they were going through the course. So I redesigned the entire thing. And then I reopened it as a course that had a couple support calls with me, but not nearly the same level of high touch communication that it used to have, right? right? It didn't take as much time, energy, or effort on my part to deliver the same information. And so I repackaged it and I went from one person who joined to having 17 people join at $500 price point with less work. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes. So what was without, because I don't have a calculator, what was the revenue on that? Uh, So it was just over eight grand at that point. Awesome. Yes. So I went from 2000 with a lot of effort to almost no effort and eight grand. Yes. Which is a lot better than doing $7 an hour psychic scenes. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. It's come a long way. I love that. Awesome. Okay. So what do you think really made, uh, now was this, was this the most recent? No, the most recent, I changed the price. I jumped it up a little bit more. Same product, just raised the price. Same product, raised the price. I didn't change much. I changed a couple small things in it mm-hmm. and I sold $11,000. Um, yes. Yes. So and the price jumped a little bit more. How much? It was 700. For the okay. Course. So you went from 500 to 700. And you, of course, like that's always like one of the easiest things we can do, right? To increase sales and revenues is just like raise the price. And it's such a, it's one of those things that you're talking about. It's a simple thing. It's all, it can be really challenging for a lot of people. Like I can't, I can't raise the price, but then there you go. You did it. It's one little decision. It's like delete, erase one number and switch it a five to a seven. And then it it results in in more revenue. So this last one you did, you said you did 11,000. Yes, I did 11,000. And you've done the debrief on this. Yes. And how do you, like, what's the now hindsight on this? Like, where are you at? So on this, one of the objections that I did not address that I realized in hindsight I needed to work with is basically the same thing I mentioned. Like, I was scared to charge for my services when I started. And somehow I didn't even mention that during the launch until like the very last day, the very last day. And it was because of business by design you actually were doing a group call and you called on me for this. Yes, I remember. Um, (laughs) And so you were like, hey, did you address the fact that people who are in spiritual professions sometimes feel uncomfortable with charging? And I was like, no. (laughs) Like a big elephant in the room. That is probably like, here's a big thing. And, and I think our conversation got to this, but this is a big thing I've been sharing with a lot of our students right now in the community is that we in our launches and promotions get so caught up in trying to prove that we're good enough, that we know what we're doing, that we're qualified enough, et cetera, which is like, it's great. Like, I'm not saying like, 
you know, fake it till you make it like lie to people, you know, come with a level of expertise. Absolutely. But when we're so caught up in that, we tend to forget or not even realize that the person on the other end that we're trying to prove ourselves to is sitting there caught up trying to prove to themselves that they can do this. They're sitting there doubting themselves. Can I do this? Do I really have what it takes? I don't think I can. I'm not as awesome as Aaron Ashley. And when we get so caught up in our stuff, we can't even hear or notice their stuff. And so to be able to address these types of objections, which are fear-based objections, objections like, but I don't have what it takes to charge that. I'm not worth that. I don't think I could. That goes against what I believe. Like all these fears, that's what at that moment on the last day, that's the only thing holding them back. It's not you. Oh, is Aaron Ashley good enough? Is, is she smart enough? Does she really know? No, they've been listening the whole time and they know this will help. But what's in the way is their fears. They're not listening to their intuition because they're in their fear. And so yeah. it sounds like you were able to kind of recognize that. So did you do something? You did say something on the last last day to them? Oh, I did. And I had three people sign up on the last day. And I know at least two of them would not have signed up if I had not changed my messaging. And so I did change it and then they joined. And these are people who I know are right for this program. And I know in my heart of hearts belong. You know what I mean? And that only happened because I was willing to look at how I could basically go over and touch their hearts so that their heart could hear the reassurance that it needed. Right. And so that they could hear that, like you said, they can do that. It's not just something that I'm doing over here to show off. Right. It's something that they could do and they could see themselves doing what they are called to do, regardless of how alike or different it looked from what I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. I love it. So this has been your best launch yet. I think it's just the beginning. Let me ask you this question. Knowing this, reflecting on all of this, doing the debrief again, you know, that hindsight's always 2020, noticing you're getting better at better at crafting the message that they need to hear and listening to, to them it's making your launches bigger and bigger. What's possible moving forward? Like what now? What's next? What's next is I I have this vision of in the next launch, having 50 people join, right? Because higher price point at a grand, because I know that it's absolutely worth it. But beyond that, I know that they are worth it. Mm. I know that they can change the world using their gifts. And so I want them to have that access to what they need to succeed. And there's nothing better than doing what you're called to do and then watching people shift and change because you are simply listening to your heart and you're simply honoring that while doing the important work behind the scenes of making sure that your business is in alignment with your vision. Yes. Yes. I I love this. So that brings me like for sake of time and I want to be mindful of of your time. I kind of want to close on this is where does, where is the intersection? Like obviously our listeners know, and you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of leading with your intuition. In fact, I told the first iteration of business by design members and students, I said, this might be the hardest thing I ever do because you're asking me to create principles and how to steps of how I built my business 
and it's been 99% of my decisions have been primarily based on just me following my intuition. Like what worked for me may not work for you. But what I've gone back to is creating structure and principles. And so what is the intersection of that structure and those principles look like when it intersects with intuition and following your gut, your higher self? What does that look like for somebody else who is either maybe using one or not the other, right? Maybe they haven't integrated both. Like, can you just paint a little picture and and give some advice to our listeners on that? True logic and intuition never really argue. That's the big aha, you know, true logic. Sometimes ego likes to masquerade as logic where it says, you can't do that because X, Y, Z stupid reason that doesn't actually mean anything. Can you give an example of where logic and intuition never, I I think I have one, but I want to see like, what's a great example of that? Okay. So whenever I had my vision, whenever I was 19, you know, my body was actually dying. That's not an overstatement. They hadn't caught it yet, but it had been happening for years, but I just didn't realize. And so logically I thought, okay, I'm using air quotes on logic here. Uh, (laughs) Air quote logic was saying, okay, you're 19. It's highly unlikely. You've been to the doctor several times. They haven't found anything. It's unlikely that you're actually sick. You're just making this up. That's what fake logic would say. Mm. Now, true logic uh, was saying there are actual signs here in the physical body that something's not quite right. Right. Mm -hmm. The intuition was saying you're headed towards the hospital. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so, but by their powers combined, by honoring true logic, which says something's not quite right, maybe we don't know what it is. I didn't jump to conclusions, right? True logic doesn't jump to conclusions, doesn't say it's because of some flaw in me if something doesn't work out. And then true logic just looked at it as clearly as possible. And then intuition guides on the next steps. Yeah. And so they work in tandem. So because of that, I was able to make decisions that landed me in the hospital, right? Which was exactly where I needed to be. I love that. And I think, let me know if this is a good one for business. True logic, something I like to say is nothing happens in your business until a sale is made, right? That your courses won't sell for you until you sell them, right? And that transaction needs to take place in order to have a business. And so there's this form of logic. And then where does like, where could intuition really intersect with, with that logic? Of course. So intuition will guide you on what to offer. So you're looking Mm. for the intersection of quote unquote, true logic and intuition. So true logic is going to help you identify what you're naturally good at because you can review past experiences. You can look at what you actually enjoy, et cetera. That's logical. And then the intuition will light up the options that are the best fit for you and those that you have access to that you can serve the most easily with the least amount of effort and with the most reward for everyone involved. I love it. That's awesome. So biggest message always is trust your intuition, even when it doesn't feel logical. Like I think there's some times that I'm like, this doesn't seem logical or what I would logically choose. And you kind of yeah. just have to have some faith sometimes, you know, what's the whole thing? Like if you don't change, you're not going to experience any change. Right. Um, That's yeah. So this has been awesome. Aaron Ashley, thank you so much for sharing your story really quick. How can we learn more about you? and what it is that you do. 
you can visit me at spiritualmechanic.com. I've got free meditation for clearing your energy centers, your seven chakras that you can download for free, as well as lots of tips about how to manage your energy if you're a psychic or empath and connect with me if you want to go pro. I love it. Guys, we're going to link that all up in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, Reverend Aaron Ashley KRT. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your story, your journey, and your wisdom with all of our listeners here. I can't wait to follow up with you a year from now or even just after your next launch because I know you're going to crush it and I'm so excited for you and everything you have to come. So thank you. Thank you, James. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business podcast. I'll see you all next time. Take care. The most, in my opinion, the most generous business training that I have ever seen put out on the market. When I sold my first $200, I said, well, it's possible. Then I sold the first 10,000 and 20,000 and 30,000. And when I actually think that, that I have actually done some of this work, in my house or in my office, in a pair of shorts, serving and adding value to people, all I can say is that it's possible. It's powerfully shifted my business journey completely 180. Eight out of 10 businesses will fail within their first 18 months. That's because there's one vital mistake that all struggling entrepreneurs are making and they don't even realize it. They're ignoring the fact that most people are simply not wired for entrepreneurship. Join me this October 8th for the special eight-part mini-series designed to show you how the successful six and seven-figure entrepreneurs actually think about business, growth, and success, and how you too can step into the role that you were meant for in your business. Get ready for the rise of the digital CEO. For more information, visit jameswedmore.com forward slash rise right now.